Welcome to I'm Anxious About, a podcast where two friends commiserate about our respective anxieties on a new topic each week. I'm Christopher Mitchell. And I'm Allison Green, and today we are anxious about learning new technology. can't i can't i just can't stop myself but anyways i i guess that's fine i don't know if that'll ever wear wear off we're what 27 episodes in now and i'm yeah. it's still there's still a certain allure to humming it um, yeah it's an know. earworm i i love it personally yeah. like you'd think that it would start to be like hearing the sound of your own voice and be a little cringy but it never gets like that i still love our our little intro music I know it was so well chosen uh, yeah. by me. <laughs> yeah, it was though, and the title "I'm Not Nervous" is perfect. Like it's it was meant for our podcast. So uh, thank you, Square people who I don't know how. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not nervous by Square people. You guys are legends. Thank you. But it's funny because. I mean, obviously, we'll uh, not spend the whole episode talking about this, but uh, I, it's funny because there are a ton of people who have who listen to the show who have talked to me about how the the actual theme song we have has a big effect. Like it's almost like you hear the theme song and people are like get a you know a certain reaction to yeah. it, a tangible reaction with yeah. like ooh, you know, I, well that's cool to think about. Yeah, and I think it's it's funny because I put you in charge of finding the uh the music because you just have a better ear than I do I'm not really musically inclined or creative in like an auditory way and so I put you on the task and you got us back like a a folder with like I don't know 10 song choices and it was like instant I knew that was the song that we wanted and you were like oh that was the exact one that I wanted to there was like no discussion or back and forth it was like oh that's it that's easy and that's when we knew we'd be perfect co-hosts. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that we've spent uh, two minutes tooting our own horn, um, and let's... square people's horn. That's true. That's true. We 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 have. Uh, that's important. You know, I'm not sure we've tooted square people's horn enough. No. I'm not sure I expected to say that sentence today, but. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. Uh, so um, another day, another episode. I'm personally really happy to be recording today. Obviously, last week, a bunch of stuff going on. We couldn't make it happen. Um, I'm happy that you were able to record today, Allison. So this is um, exciting. So obviously, today is a uh, lot going on today. Yeah, we should so note. On. Yeah, we should note we're recording on election day. So yeah. you may be listening to this in either a fairy tale land of hope or a doomscape of fascism. We don't know yet. <laughs> we just we just don't know. So um, the f- only the future can tell. But I know personally, I always think about recording as being like this. For me, it's like a form of medication. So I I, I think we could all use a little, or the two of us could use a little zen today. Yeah. So I hope that whatever the result uh i don't know people will come to this podcast um on thursday and it will either well, i don't know we'll just hope it helps yeah. let's let's hopefully, hope it helps one, hopefully one we have other. an answer by thursday because yes. i can think of nothing more anxiety inducing than being like two days in the future and still not knowing what's happening this is true and i mean one way or another uh we since the last i don't know year has been non-stop talking about the election we will probably leave it there yeah. uh, one way or another what has happened has happened um yes. just such a strange thing to say because yeah, this comes what, out on Thursday. yeah exactly wait it's it's more like what will happen has already happened that's right yes. <laughs> at one okay. point in time yeah if we have any new <laughs> listeners uh you're probably gone yeah. Uh, by now <laughs> so uh let's uh backpedal a second and we will go with our scale for this week um so we're doing new technology learning new technology today and we just wanted to put the stipulation out there that we're we're not really we're not talking about necessarily just the new technology itself being you know anxiety inducing but really the the learning of it the process of the learning, learning that we're curve. focusing on 
Right. And then that will inevitably serve as a microcosm for the idea of learning new things in general. I mean, there's going to be some some overlap there. Um, so to start things off, Allison, on a scale of one to building a supercomputer from scratch with an Ikea manual, where are you at? Ooh, um, this... And for new, sorry to interrupt, but for new listeners, 10 is our, um, is, is bad, uh, is, is heavy anxiety, is doing just that. And one is low. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this hits deep, um, because I'm looking at a extremely basic $40 desk that I assembled, uh, about a week ago. And I think about the blood vessel in my brain that nearly <laughs> burst just trying to assemble this desk and then applying that to like something with, you know, actual electricity and cords and whatnot. So that, <laughs> Electrocution potential. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, that seems bad. Um, <laughs> I wonder how thick that manual would be, you know? Oh my <laughs> God. It would be like, you would put the pallet on your cart, but it would only be the instruction manual. <laughs> um, I'm going to put myself at like a, a seven and I was probably at about an eight before we started recording. But then we, you and I had like a nice little 20, 30 minute heart to heart before recording. So yeah, this is just an anxious week um, with the election, obviously. And then um, on Thursday, when this episode is coming out, my dog is going into his surgery for mm -hmm. his, um, his mass removal for the cancer. And so we had some good news over the weekend uh, where we were going to perform a blood transfusion. We had found a donor, um, but by the time we had actually like tested all the blood and gotten all the results back, they realized that Rocky was actually in good enough health that he, from just the medications alone, that he didn't need the transfusion, which is very good news. But we still got the blood donation from the dog just in case something goes wrong in the surgery or he needs it to strengthen him afterwards. So um, that was all very good news because it meant, you know, obviously he's in good enough shape that um, the transfusion wasn't needed to be immediate and we could schedule the surgery for a couple days later than we originally thought. Um, so it's all good news. Um, we'll just have to see what happens Thursday. But of course, like that's really anxiety inducing to you know sure. kind of have things out of your hands so mm -hmm. you know i'm just sort of going through some different uh stages of grief and reckoning so like i started out this morning like you know i can work i can do things and then by the end of the day i was watching uh below deck a trashy reality tv show about yachties charter uh people who work on charter yachts and making wonton soup from scratch so i don't know it's been a weird day so yeah, yeah and now i'm here i call these episodes caveat episodes where allison hops on and you're like you're like so today's been a disaster um yeah <laughs> but understandably and uh of course, really happy to hear about the good news about the pup, and we'll just keep our fingers crossed. I think probably safe to say that um, you and I both have our fingers, toes crossed uh, for a bunch of things right now. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy to hear. The main thing is things are going as well as they could be considering everything. So yeah, that is good. And um, you, Chris, how are you doing with your IKEA supercomputer today? <laughs> Yeah, well, that scale more than any other scale is is a personal hell for me. <laughs> that's your that's your like Dante circle. If he designed one specifically that's for it. Chris Mitchell, that would be it. That's it. That's that's it. Like unequivocally, um, I find the instructions both. Um, it's almost like they're so detailed that they're not helpful. It's like you know, mm -hmm. it's like turn to your left and sneeze and it's like hop twice on one leg you're like what what i don't understand this yeah i like all the all the screws that they give like different numbers and so you have to like flip back to the front to make sure you're using the right screw and then they'll usually have like a big x over the other things that makes you really stressed out like well what's gonna happen if i use the thing that has the big x over it <laughs> And then it's like it's heavily zoomed up, so you assume it's a far bigger circle than it is, but you find yeah. out it's like a it's like the size of your pinky. But yeah. anyways, this is something where 
it, it's like this would be a situation where I play kindergartner and Brie comes in for supervision to like make sure that we can put yeah. it together together. What usually happens when I'm like uh, assembling thing is like I start to try to do it on my own right away because I want it done now. But then I like get like irate trying to do it on my own. And then I get mm-hmm. furious that my husband can't read my mind that I want help. And yep. then, like, I stomp around and act like a brat until he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a really mature approach. So it is. Think... <laughs> it's really great. It's super healthy. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> adult, like, um, <laughs> definitely adult. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. Anyways, I, I find those manuals to be horrible. So where am I at on the scale? Probably a five or a six, to be honest. Um I think there's just a lot of things up in the air right now, and um, I think I'm do- doing all right, uh, all things considered. But I'd be lying if I said that the, you know, I think that as we're in the midst of this second wave or whatever you want to call it, um, the lack of ability to get exercise, get moving, all that kind of stuff is a bit daunting for me, and. Uh, I don't know. I guess just understanding what the first rabbit hole was. I'm not really thrilled to go back down it, but here we are. Um, I will make do. You know, I try to. I try to like keep some lame um, catchphrases in my mind. You know, like you know, you, you can't make you can't make diamonds without pressure. Like all those kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> like like all this. This is uh, Chris's uh, patronizing inner motivational speaker, bro. That's exactly it, right? And it's like it's like. Yeah. Yeah. How do you expect to make diamonds with all this struggle and pressure, Chris? Um, so, so I'm trying to make diamonds over here, Allison. Um, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm doing all right. All things considered. I think it, it's been a busy last kind of, kind of week or so. Not totally myself a hundred percent, but that's okay. I'm, uh, I'm doing all right. I mean, the, the one really cool thing and perhaps something which kind of raised me down uh, one number point probably is, uh, yesterday I was posting on Reddit just about how we reached the 10,000 um, download mark. We, we hit 10K, which is super exciting. And a whole bunch of people commented being like, well, for one, I posted in the morning and then totally forgot about it. And then late at night at like 1230, I went on Reddit and saw a whole bunch of notifications with people like, wait, so what is the podcast? You just mentioned you reached this threshold. And I saw a whole bunch of people who, who like, you know, other Reddit users who were, who knew the podcast and were helping other people find it. And uh, really cool to see all the positive remarks about our podcast. Um, obviously, a podcast that we host, two anxious people hosting a podcast about anxiety. We have our own issues of self-esteem around this. Um, so each time we, you know, get bombarded with positivity, we take that and uh, and pocket it. Um, and... Yeah, I guess maybe I, I use it to form part of my uh, my voice, my inner my inner uh, bodybuilding bro voice. It's like you got this, Chris. Keep it up. Use, use all those use all those comments. I'm just getting a really like really intense visual of you in like a very loose basketball jersey with a like a baseball hat turned around. That's yeah, what, I think yeah. you can. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. And like you know, like a, like a, a tattoo of like a random person's name. And that's like very like, you know, I just feel like that. But they're, they're out of my life now. Like the person that. Exactly. Like a, a a tattoo, a regret, a tattoo that you can look at and know that there's some regret involved. Right. I feel like the, the classic bro tattoo there or in that case would be something like a really ornate rose that's done really badly and like text that says, you'll always be my rose. And there's an irony because the person's no longer in their life. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Something like that. that. Okay. I mean, something like that was not really the response I was looking for because that was hyper specific, (laughs) Allison, but (laughs) I was looking for validation, but I guess I'll, I guess I can only get validation from my inner bro at this point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, I think we should probably get to the episode itself and learning new technology. Um, I guess the one thing that can be said is we did learn enough new technology to edit this podcast ourselves yeah. and record on our own. So that's pretty good, right? Yeah, that is good. Like we produce our own podcast. So I think that at least we're functional in our anxiety because none of us knew what to do with it before starting this podcast. 
and picked it up with relatively few tears, at least on my end. Um, So I'm getting better about confronting new technology stuff. I think just because like I have to working in a digital space and pursuing different projects that involve being at a computer all the time, but it doesn't necessarily get all the way better. There's still a lot of moments where it's that scene in Zoolander where they're like beating the computer with their hands and like devolving into like chimpanzees. And they're playing um, like the the like nat like the music like yeah. it's like very and primitive sort of. Yeah, yeah, and I should there's like some unfortunate blackface that accompanies that that uh yes, that scene, I, which yeah. like somehow managed to like not really dawn on me the first time I used it, and then I tried to use the GIF and I was like, ooh. I don't know if I can use this GIF anymore. You know, no, that's a hard no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's me. Usually, learning new technology is beating the shit out of uh, Orange iMac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think like no, generally... not in blackface though. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say. Let's <laughs> underline that. Uh, if you can do that on a podcast, <laughs> Michelle, underline that. Um, I think f- for me, it, it's I'm not usually too bad with learning new technology it's just that there are some i think my brain is just wired in a very specific way in in which sometimes the way that instructions are communicated to me it it just induces like a it's like a self-induced shutdown you know what i mean it's like it's kind of like um I picture like, you know, Homer Simpson at the power plant and just something stopped computing and just hits the red button, you know, yeah. and then all of the alarms are going off at the nuclear plant. Like, I think that's kind of what can happen to me. And and that's a, that, that, that loving mixture we've talked about so much of the ADHD and anxiety in life mm-hmm. where you reach a threshold. And instead of taking that moment to take a deep breath and wind back, you're like, what if I, you know, instead of slowing things down, I just put everything in fast forward and just, you know, added a touch of blur. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get like that as well. Like learning, reading instruction manuals or reading a tutorial, I'll get really overwhelmed by like the terms and the step-by-step and sort of juggling between you know, like finding the exact word and then finding the exact placement and following the step, step by step. But then like, I'll try to watch an informational video and my brain does not process video well at all. Um, I don't like watching informational videos at all, like zero out of 10, um, maybe negative out of 10. I don't even know. It's, I hate it. And even on a three minute video, I'm like, all right, so I can probably skip until about like a minute 13 and see what's happening there. And then it's like, of course, I miss like vital information. And then I like go back and try to like, see what I missed in, you know, the first minute. And then I like try to skip over another part. And then it's like, by the time I do all this skipping around on this three minute video, I've actually spent like 15 minutes of my life on this video and not actually gotten the information I need and just gotten like exceedingly more frustrated and prone to avoiding said technological task so yeah this is this is one of those um diatribes that you go on that like is really revealing to me for from from a co-host standpoint because at the beginning when we were learning all of this stuff i would send you relatively long videos and be like so this is how like you can work on like editing on audacity (laughs) and like this is how you can do whatever and then eventually got to a point where i was like so i've learned something new i was like first compression then normalization whatever and it was just like i just began to realize it was like Sending Allison down the rabbit hole of uh, videos, not going to work. No. Um, but uh, putting some clear, like, try this, 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 and this and see if it works. It works perfectly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just need, like, short, clear instructions. If you give me too much information, I'm going to get lost in it. Because, like, I'm someone who learns by doing things and testing things out. And you can't do that while you're, like, absorbing all this new information. And normally when you learn by doing, it's, like, fine because you're – you know, you're learning to write by writing and like, what are the stakes in writing? You like write a shitty sentence and then like embarrassingly like scribble it out and tear it out of your book and then burn it because you're embarrassed. You know? <laughs> oh, burn it. Oh, that's just, that really, that really, I expected to stop and scratch it out and it just continued on. Um. I'm talking like, that's the actual worst case, you know? Yeah. Like, okay. Then, okay. Um, okay. um <laughs> 
But like with technology, it's like when you do something wrong, like you might mess up the whole project. And then it's like, you know, there's this amazing meme that I will post in the group about like trying to format something on Microsoft Word. And then it's like, (laughs) when I try to move an image like a millimeter to the left, uh, I suddenly have like 10 new pages. I hear sirens in the distance and lights flashing in the, in the, in the beyond. And like, it just chaos ensues. And I feel like that's me with like every technology is just like, it, it just like, there's like this cascading effect of overwhelm and it's like all these things keep going wrong. And then it's like trying to undo that. And so with learning by doing, you get really stressed because like, technology is literally a very binary situation you know it's either zero or one it's either correct or incorrect and there's not really a lot of room for like creativity in the initial learning of it like I'm not trying to say that advanced technology isn't creative I think it is obviously very creative but when you're just learning how to do like a very basic task it is right or wrong yes or no zero or one and it, it, that's not my oh, sorry, brain. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, I'm just saying that's not that's not how my brain works, you know. And so I get frustrated when I keep putting in all of the inputs and getting wrong, wrong, wrong. Um, when I'm trying to learn something new, and it makes me just want to like give up, like a little fucking brat who doesn't know how to play <laughs> a game on the playground, and it's just like I quit, and then like bounces the ball and it goes on the roof, so no one else can play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> now no one gets to play yeah i mean it, it depends for me hugely on you know i guess to to take that analogy a little bit further on what the game is so you know on the one hand um if the if the technological task as it were was like learning to draw with you know with a with a pen on an ipad with a glass of Chardonnay, you know, then I'm like, okay, yeah, like I could probably get behind this and, and play around with it. But if it's like plugging in your new speakers, which have like some really specific instructions, then, then I'm going to be like, this is something I'm probably going to black out with, with anger. Um, so I'm going to just take steps back. Um, but I I think a lot, a lot of that what we need to think about is like, is the expectations or just understanding yourself well enough that you need to give yourself the space to be able to do those things. So one thing actually I was thinking about just when, when thinking about this topic in general is like, I think I really underestimated the effect of the time I was doing things on how things would go. So for example, when I started working for myself, I began to realize that like, for example, uh, I should probably stop saying for example, a hundred times, but um, I noticed that, for example, um, I around like t- like the hours of like nine thirty to twelve, I'm like a machine. I'm like I'm on. It's really an effective time for Sorry, me. My in brain the morning work- or at night? In the morning. Okay. So in the morning, that, like that's my brain- perplexing to me that okay. anyone can be like a machine before noon. So I'm, but you know, all of our brains are different, right? So it's like yeah. this. I, I learned that that time is is great for me. Early afternoon, maybe, but like I reach this. Part like three to like six, I'm just not. I can get frustrated really easily. I've like I've already drained a lot of my creative capital. I don't have a lot left in the tank, and that would be a terrible time for me to try and learn something new or put something together. So knowing all of this, like it makes sense for me. Okay, so I'm gonna like, I'm uh, let's say I'm I have bought brought I bought a brand new computer. I need to get it all set up. Like Saturday morning looks like a good spot for me to do that, right? Because I'll Mm -hmm. spend the hours I need to do that. So it's just something to think about. Like I think I really until I started working for myself full time, I really really underestimated like like when I was doing the task, the effect that uh, of timing on the task itself on on how I would relate to it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that just makes sense. I actually, for me, I do better later into the evening because I am like a piece of old technology that needs several hours to boot up in the morning and be running. (laughs) Like my my brain is basically like a dusty Dell computer from like 1996 (laughs) that's just like taking its sweet time to, to load up. Um, dinner 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 dude you're getting a dell um and uh it just takes me a while so i found like 
And then when I do do something, I like to do it like all in one fell swoop. I don't like Mm. to leave a project in the middle of doing it. If it's like a big technology related project, like I don't like to leave something half assembled or half set up or whatever. And so one night I did like a website redesign and I literally worked from like 10 p.m. at night until 8 a.m. the next morning. And I'm sure you were totally sane the next morning. I actually literally am scarred for life from that because I tried to cut an avocado at eight in the morning after no sleep from, um, for like breakfast. And now I have like a one inch scar on my finger from not cutting the avocado properly because it's generally better to sleep before you cut avocados. This is something I've heard. Um, I've seen a lot of signage and billboards around Canada trying to inform people of this. Um, Sleep pre-avocado cutting. I know it's been a small epidemic um, in uh, in the Great White North in Canada here. So I'm happy to hear that's shared. Uh, It's a worldwide phenomenon. It is. Did you know that, like, I think in the UK, they were thinking of putting warning labels on avocados because people were cutting themselves so much on them? I mean, what would the warning label say even? It's just like, careful, you'll need to cut this and knives are sharp. (laughs) Yeah, probably something like that. But they were considering putting labels on it because apparently it just happened so much that people were cutting their hands open. Because people get stuck on the pit. Like they don't know how to cut around the pit and like they try to do really dumb things with the pit. This is true. And also, I mean, we probably don't want to go too far down this path, <laughs> although it is enticing, but it, it does depend on the ripeness of the avocado about uh, how you're going to need to approach the cut. So mm-hmm. I, that's all I'm saying. I mean, if I was producing billboards, uh, that's what I would say. Just uh, I would have a, a small bracket that said, depending on firmness. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just confirming that I was actually correct, and apparently doctors are demanding the labels on avocados in the UK. Okay, well, this is if if people walk away from this and episode it's, learning it's nothing con- else, it's now a condition called avocado hand. <laughs> oh my god! Don't eat, guys. We don't need a name for literally everything. <laughs> the real question is, can we do the next episode on I'm anxious about avocado hand? <laughs> I am now. It sounds like, I don't know, like a, a... Are you afraid of the dark episode where you wake up with an avocado for a hand? Yeah, it sounds like someone's haunting your brunch. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I have this I have this alarmingly clear image of someone walking out and being like, I didn't get a formal invitation, but I showed up anyways. And it's like, bam, bam, bam. And it's a close up on the avocado hand. Edwards oh. in their hands, but with avocados. And then like a little more like hipster than goth. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to forcefully change the topic. Um, although I'm I feel sure like that's a extremely long aside that would make Chris Rudder proud. We've gotten back to our roots on that one. That's true. Yeah, and for those who didn't listen to that episode, he was making fun of us for our long asides. But our asides, um, you know, I think this is going to be another total um, commonplace thing here where I try and make something small into something larger. But I was going to say, I think it's it's ultimately the deviations we take getting there that propel us forward. All right, sailor. All right, sailor. Does that hit or is that was that just piss poor? It wasn't piss poor. It was just like medium. Yeah, it was like almost like a like a yearbook editor. Like gotcha, but but, you know but what not. I mean? Yeah, great. But like we're talking pro- like elementary. I like that, maybe I feel like that's the meanest thing I've ever said to you. Yeah, I mean I'm only internalizing it. Um, I'm changing my number to an eight as well <laughs> because you've just uh, devalued my entire career path. But no problem. Um, I actually, well, to 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 salvage some of the perceived intelligence people might still have of me before you made that comment, I'm going to reference a quote that I found in the Harvard Business Review because uh, I'm overcompensating because I'm very intelligent, (laughs) Allison. Yeah, so just to quote the HBR, um, I you know me and the me and the HBR. 
Yeah, I mean, I have my, I my always, subscription. You know. Read it every Saturday with a couple. No, of I actually have. No, actually, there's a little, um, there's a little thing at the bottom of my screen that says I have one of two free articles left. Okay, so <laughs> there you, so there you go. Um, I could register for more, but I don't need more because I'm bright enough. So there you go. So. Um, they talk about, there's this article called The Anxiety of Learning, and it's in the psychology section, which I frequent. Um, and it talks about there's there's two different kinds of anxiety associated with learning. And the one that I wanted to talk about was one kind of, I had written down previously that I think a problem that you can have with anxiety and something we've talked about many, many times is imposter syndrome. And I think each time we're learning something new per se, so let's say in my role as a creating content about travel, uh, the moment I step into the realm of, of uh, drones or whatever, or something new, whatever it is, then I have to step back into the arena of being like, I don't know, I'm not good at this. Maybe I'm not cut out to do this, whatever. Like all these new questions arise about, you know, your validity to be where you already were. And so yeah. this quote talks about learning anxiety. And I think it really sums it up better than I perhaps could. And so it, it mentions that, quote, learning anxiety comes from being afraid to try something new for fear that it will be too difficult, that we will look stupid in the attempt, or that we'll have to part from old habits that have worked for us in the past. Learning something new can cast us as the deviant in the groups we belong to. It can threaten our self-esteem, and in extreme cases, even our identity. That is extreme. Yeah, and it, that, that would be extreme. Um, but I think there's a lot to dive into there. Is there anything in particular you wanted to comment on uh, in relation to that quote? Um, yeah, I guess for me, it's just the the imposter syndrome is definitely a big thing. And I think because we see with social media, so many people's like highlight reels, we don't realize that everyone who's good at something once started out like really bad. Because, like, mm -hmm. everyone always, like, deletes the evidence of them sucking. Because, like, of course you would. Like, you have the power to. Why wouldn't you? And so all you kind of see is, like, everyone's, like, best of. And you don't see all the, like, scaffolding that took place to make the house so beautiful. You know what I mean? And it's, like... Yeah. Are we going uh, back to house metaphors? I am. That's why I developed a really strange accent for a moment. I was going to say, I saw you that the reason <laughs> with I... hand the reason I... The reason I, my eyebrows went up is because I was like, what was that again? I said, oh, the <laughs> scaffolding in the house. I was like, oh, we're going back to the house metaphors. <laughs> when I become an old haunted Victorian woman, we're going back to the houses, apparently. Basically, I just became Bly Manor for a second, um, which was excellent. Everyone should take a peek at that. But anyway, yeah, I, I just compare myself to these people who I view as perfect and infallible and then i'm like well why aren't i per like perfect and infallible like shouldn't i be Sh i mean shouldn't we all be isn't that how life works i'm just good at everything without actually having to put in any of the work to do it like isn't that the deal isn't isn't that the deal and if not can i just throw down the tennis racket and walk off the court after my first yeah. hit and you know i think for people who like I don't know for me I was always kind of like a bright kid things kind of came a little bit easy to me like I was a really early reader humble brag. Sorry, well I, yeah it is a humble brag but I'm gonna shit all over myself in a second so don't worry you've literally called yourself the worst name so far in this episode you've been like I'm an old shitty Dell computer I'm like, you're like I'm I'm like a dust covered shit computer I'm this and that and then the one time you're like, and I was bright. I'm like, oh, look at her go. <laughs> um, well, it's rare that I pay myself a compliment, so you well, had this is, to. You had to dunk on me. Well, this is payback for the is. Uh, for the for the yearbook writing comment. Okay, it is. Um, but yeah, as a kid, things always came quite easily to me in like the basics. You know, I was reading really young. I was always naturally a pretty good speller. Math was pretty easy to me because I have a very visual brain that's able to like organize new information like that. That was, that was fine. And so I was just always a kid who thought that I learned things quickly and then when I started learning things that were actually challenging for me, it was actually, I think I was at a slight disadvantage compared to people who had spent their whole childhood kind of like learning to deal with 
frustration and overcoming obstacles and whatever, because mm-hmm. they were prepared to put in the hard work and I was ready to throw the ball on the roof. You know what I mean? And so I yeah, think they practiced that they practiced resiliency, right? Yeah, exactly. And that was a totally foreign concept to me because I just kind of coasted by, you know, always just being, I think part of that is just sort of the nature of like our education system is like, you know, if, you're in the middle or like the high end of the class, you just kind of skate by and you don't get challenged so much because there's too many kids in the room, you know? And so I never got really challenged until I started learning some new things that were harder. And it was such a new phenomenon to me that like, I never really fully (laughs) developed any resiliency with new technology, learning new things that were difficult to me. And even still to this day, when someone tries to like explain something to me that I have zero comprehension of it's like me putting my fingers in my ears and going la 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 like my dad is really really (laughs) smart with economics and every time he tries to explain even like the most basic thing like a Roth IRA or like whatever to me it's like there's like a it's almost like I'm hearing like feedback or music over his words that's how little I can let those that new information into my body because it's just like but I don't understand this and that's kind of how I am with technology as well so you know that uh that whole time you were talking I was rolling through my Rolodex of quotes to be able to (laughs) mention something and this one is uh we're going with a sports figure on this one but it's just it's one that I remember because it just I mean it is um there's a lot of truth and, and depth to it, but it, it definitely did come from the mouth of a football coach. Um, so the, <laughs> this is and to... now my brain is doing that thing where I'm like, I heard the word football. Now I don't listen for a while. Okay. So, <laughs> so I will, I will get straight to the quote, but anyways, this is from uh, uh, American football coach, Woody Hayes. And he always, he's, his phrase was paralyzed resistance with persistence. And I, I like the, the idea that like, really it's like, the only way that we can get through things it's it's not like a, it's not like it's it's not really about having a natural predilection towards being great at something it's literally about like when you face resistance like the the, the antidote is persistence and it rhymes so it's extra cool yeah it rhymes therefore it's right obviously right i um. think that's <laughs> that's that's probably right um and and let's be honest the reason that that's in my mental rolodex is because it rhymes oh of course yeah <laughs> rhyming is extremely powerful it's why like i remember you know songs from when i was seven years old but i don't remember where i put my keys from earlier in the day yeah um that's that's another episode altogether I, i've yeah. found that during this time like i'm literally losing everything and it's 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 actually like i think before that's one of those things that would have been um something would have clinged on to and then and then basically gone through that 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 classic self-flagellation that we talk about kind of in every episode where it's like look at you idiot you lost your keys again or whatever but instead i'm trying to remember that uh, it's just a sign that you know, this is a difficult time to be firing, firing on all full cylinders, um, mm-hmm. on all, all cylinders at least. Um, and so it's like, it's just the fact that I left my wallet upstairs on my desk when I was literally going to the store to buy something. Yeah. Um, like instead of, instead of being like, well, look at you, Mr. Stoops. Um, I just sort of turn around <laughs> and I think, Hey, well, you know what? This is an extra 12 minutes of a podcast that I want to listen to anyways. And walking outside is good anyways, right? Like just trying to reframe those things, but, but mostly just recognizing like the idea that I could be firing in all cylinders right now. Like, I don't think that was on the table ever. No. Right. Like, yeah. I'm not sure that ever was on the table. So like, why, why do I expect myself to, to be that? And maybe relating that to new tech, you know, learning new tech and stuff like that. Like, maybe we we ought to be recognizing that right now like if if you probably were reasonably adept at learning new technology like and you and something might take you 10 or 15 minutes to sort of get a basic grasp for right now you might need 20 25 30 you know and just give ourselves that space to mm-hmm. to learn new things i know i need to do that because i'm i'm making like i posted a tweet the other day um because i'm i don't know like medium twitter obsessed um and really? You've never mentioned that before. Oh, I haven't. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> and my t- 
my tweet was like basically along the lines of like I literally spent a career um, traveling around the world and never losing anything. And now I pretty much spend most of my days uh, losing things in my house that I never leave. Um, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I I found the the quote, um, the, which is not really a quote; it's a tweet. I found the tweet that I'm going to quote, Allison. Perfect. And uh, because it's better, a it's better quote. worded. It's yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, but it's I, what I wrote on November first uh, was: there's a hilarious and absurd irony to the fact that I used to travel across the world and never lose a thing, and now I spend a shocking amount of time trying to locate things I've lost in my relatively small apartment. Yes. Oh, how times change! Uh, but I think it's true, uh, and that wasn't just a shout out to my Twitter channel, which you can find it at Traveling Mitch One L. Um, it Are was. Sure? Are you sure it was? Um, no, I'm not sure, but. Um, <laughs> But I mean, all all braggadocious side plots uh, aside, I do really think it's true. And it's just a sign. It really is a sign of the times. And I think we literally have to be, we have to be cognizant of that. We we have to be cognizant that we're not going to be like if you were, obviously we're going back into metaphor land, but if you were, you know, a ship that used to travel at a certain speed, I mean, uh, maybe give yourself some extra time on the journey and realize your sails aren't quite what they used to be. <laughs> Maybe you're now a canoe. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think, I, I guess, <laughs> I, I think, I think realistically knowing you well enough, I think that was your attempt to not quite add to the metaphor, but to destroy it in a hilarious way. <laughs> Am I correct on that? I just, I had a feeling actually that a ship thing was coming and I just really wanted to say the word canoe. And so <laughs> that's what happened there. I just, oh, I, I, we kind of mind melded for a minute on that metaphor, and I knew something nautical was coming. <laughs> and I wanted to knock the wind out of your sails a little bit. Like, oh, look at you go. Look at you go. Well, I was wondering how we were going to recover from that comment, but then you, you, bashed and then uh, put back together the metaphor. So it took a starboard turn. I don't know. Okay. I don't, you don't want to mess some... with me today. I've been watching cruising reality TV for about 12 of the last 24 hours. So <laughs> I did not expect this sort of, <laughs> this sort of yacht, um, I don't know, focus, but I should have known the moment, the moment, <laughs> the moment I set sail, I should have known that you were, you were on a distant ship on that top level, peering at me through binoculars from a distance and ready, ready for my, my ship's departure. Anyways, um, we don't have too much left on the docket for the episode, but uh, one thing I did want to talk about was that I think part of the anxiety inducing nature of technology and new technology in particular is that it's never ending right like there's uh, you can master one device but the next device is already in production and so on and so forth there's always something new and i know that uh, in our industry in many industries there's sort of this um i don't know like running up a hill that only gets steeper <laughs> you know yeah. and so you you kind of have to in part tame that thought process because it will send you down a crazy rabbit hole um but on the other hand it, it is worth recognizing that i think that is part of it right yeah i also want to go on a little mini side rant here about like different operating systems and kind of getting your brain locked into one like operating system sure. like i now am just like an apple person you know like i just my brain cannot handle a phone that is not ios that is like i tried having a samsung for like nine months my brain could never make the adjustment and like whenever i use my husband's huawei like even just to like pull up like google maps or something i'm like what the fuck what is this <laughs> what is this device and it's like and i actually like i hate my iphone it's it freezes constantly it doesn't actually even receive cell service anymore so it's basically just a phone and computer but i don't really leave my house anyway so you know who needs a phone actual <laughs> capabilities but like even as frustrated i as i am with this device that like is not working properly even though it costs like a thousand dollars I know I'm just going to buy the next model because I know that my brain can't handle learning a new operating system, even if it's like probably a better system. But my brain is just so locked into 
this way of thinking that it's like I I'm sorry I just I have an apple brain now like I can't it's like a different it's a different port you know like they force everything to be those like lightning cables so that you spend more money with them that's just my brain now my brain is just a lightning cable that costs way too much money and the shitty knockoff ones on Amazon work for like one day and then you have to buy (laughs) the $40 ones well I think it's a reasonable side tangent because I do think that it's worth mentioning that the the technology that we use, the way things are set up, we do we do have to think, you know, within the parameters that we're given, really. And so I, I've got I'm all Mac as well. I'm all Apple. And so I do and everything sort of works together reasonably seamlessly. But there's there's a whole infrastructure of things that are set up in a certain way that I'm used to now. So I'm the same way when I see an Android or um, Windows or whatever. Like I, I can use it functionally, but I can't really really use it so intuitively exactly but it it would be interesting to take apart the like i think that apple products pander to my naturally creative disposition but i wonder if i've just adapted to the platform that they created you also like buying into their branding too right exactly that's what i mean so it's 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 this interesting thing where i think but they're they're Generally, I mean, their brand in, in, at large is, a, is about trying to make things easy and seamless. And it's kind of funny if you're looking at things from a learning to new technology standpoint with Apple. At first, when I first switched over to um, a MacBook, I guess, Pro, a MacBook Pro um, that I had uh, back in the day throughout university, I actually found that if I couldn't figure something out, it was often about trying to back up and figure out what would the absolute simplest way you could do this be. And then I would just sort of like drag it somewhere on like directly onto a desktop and be like, of course, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and, and so it's, it was sort of funny, a process of thinking about, well, I know they design things with user intent to be like, you know, hyper simplistic, right? So it's the, that's to your point really about how you have to kind of put on a different brain for different things. And if you get too used to one track, it can be quite difficult to switch tracks. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So as far as other um, things you might want to talk about uh, as far as anxiety relating to learning new technology, uh, was there any other direction you wanted to take it in? Uh, No, I think I covered all the bases, especially with that Apple rant at the end there. Didn't even realize I had that one in me, but... but there it was there it was uh, just just waiting to grace our listeners ears Uh, i i think i think we pretty much got to the crux of it and covered some important points and yeah i mean i just think it's the one thing i did want to mention just because i think it's humorous is that uh when brie is home from school sometimes sometimes she's home from school her schedule's a little bit different when uh when i'm working during the week and i was talking to her about this episode and i said you know our what do you think of like, was there anything that I might be missing like a blind spot as far as how I relate to learning new technology? And she was kind of like, no, like you're, you're pretty good at learning new technology and things like that generally. Like, I don't think you're terribly anxious about it. She's like, but on second thought, like you're kind of just anxious to change in general. Right. Yeah. So I think that's a really big part of it for me. It's just like with the pace of the way things go now, it, it can feel like you're just getting really comfortable with something when uh, when it's deemed uh, fit that you should you should learn something new entirely. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. a part of me that's like an old man grump where it's like, but I'm happy with this. Yeah, uh, you know, like. Uh, but then, of course, lo and behold, like when I do take the time to learn something new and master that, then I can immediately see the advantages too. So it's more about bridging that gap for myself and understanding that. It's often worth it, but at the same time too, it's not always worth it, right? Like the new, I got the most recent iPhone. There's a new iPhone that just came out, the iPhone 12 or whatever. I will probably wait till the next model or whatever, like until the phone that I just bought has run its course. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Oh, and another thing now that reminded me, I avoid uh, updating systems like the plague. So like I'm always running like, you know, um, what do you call it? An update or whatever, like five updates behind because I just keep saying, do that tomorrow, do that tomorrow. And same with my phone, but sometimes my phone will automatically do it. And then I look at my phone the next day and something just, just something is slightly amiss. Like there was an automatic update this weekend that like, 
it put like it changed a couple things on like my home screen like it added like the name of the week or like the name of the day of the week to a place on my screen and like switched around something that I had you know set up and I was just like and now every time I open something it's like asking me to like reconsent to terms and I'm just like shaking my fist at all times like I didn't want to update you can't make me update <laughs> I just have a real resistance to even just like basic system updates and even on like WordPress like the the platform that I use to run my website all my plugins are always like you know screaming in red color to update and I'm usually avoiding it unless I've read that there's been some sort of like security breach <laughs> It's like the, it's the, it's always like the manana approach, right? Like tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow. Exactly. Um, but I think I, I think that's probably more pronounced with anxiety, uh, people with anxiety, because it feels more, these little things feel more life and death. And it's just like, stop bothering me, you know? Yeah. But uh, for like, I, and the reason I say that is because so Brie asked me to plug in a phone the other day and I saw something which said like, update your contact information. And it said like, update from plus nine zero. So I was like, that was your Turkish number. I was like, have you not just like clicked this and dealt with it since Turkey? And it turns out you have, but it just had reset or something like that or yeah. whatever. But it was humorous to me. I was like, actually, it would be the opposite. Getting that notification every day would drive me so nuts. But for her, she's like, eh, not a big deal. Like I just kind of yeah. like click away from it or whatever. So it probably works in uh, in both ways. Yeah. Um, we should probably go towards our sort of second last section. Sure. Although we, we One talked thing about... that I just quickly wanted to say, sure, sure. Um, but with that, I think with anxiety, we tend to catastrophize constantly, right? And normally the catastrophizing is completely pointless and useless. But then, you know, one time out of a hundred, the bad shit actually does occur. And then we have confirmation bias that it did occur. And so, <laughs> for example, like, you know, with my phone, um, everything started happening wrong after one system update that I didn't like consent to that just like happened randomly when my phone was plugged in overnight and that totally fucked up my phone. And now every single update I'm always assumed is going to mess up everything, you know, but of course it was just that one time. So I think there's just sort of the catastrophizing confirmation dynamic that I think is kind of funny with anxiety. We don't notice all the times that things catastroph we catastrophize and things are fine we really zero in on the one time that our fears were realized yeah very true very well said uh, i was going to go on a diatribe that pretty much said the exact same thing you just said so i'm just going to leave it and just <laughs> say you summed it up very well uh so we've kind of accidentally created the second last section where we just quickly talk about tips and things like that before we do the final wrap up i think we did a decent job of talking about the way that we conceptualize learning new technology and maybe adding in some tips or things that we've learned along the way. But is there anything glaring that you wanted to throw into the mix as far as tips for people who are learning new technology themselves who might struggle with anxiety? Um, I like what you said before about, um, about working with a time of day where your mindset is in a good place. I think that's very helpful. Like working with your brain's natural rhythms, like don't try to force things. Wait till you're in a, at least a decent mindset, like a, a constructive mindset where you can sort of like take in something and expect there to be some failure and not expect total seamlessness right off the bat because that's pretty much impossible. Um, and just try to cultivate a little patience with yourself that, you know, we've already had to learn so much new technology in our lives. Like, you know, we went from thinking that snake on our Nokia phones was like the apex of technology <laughs> to like handling these basically supercomputers the size of our hands that luckily don't require Ikea manuals. And, um, you know, we've really we've adapted to so much that of course like new things are still going to catch us off guard from time to time so just try to cultivate a little flexibility and understanding and realize well I've learned much harder things than this before it just took me a while and there's no reason why this won't take me a little while but ultimately I should be able to get the hang of things if I just keep at it I think that's very well said and uh, for me, I mean, really, the only other thing I was going to add was just that I think we just give ourselves the appropriate space um, to to be able to figure it out. So, you know, maybe 
I mean, this would be a classic example, right? Of like, you are going to, you invite your friends over for a movie. Again, this is uh, perhaps belongs to another era, the idea of having <laughs> friends over, but you know, you invite your friends over for a movie and you have a new TV and you decide that you're going to set up the new TV 12 minutes before they arrive. You know, it's like, maybe do yourself a favor and, and leave the TV in the back and use the other one or whatever. Like, just don't, don't provide, like, I think we're, we're naturally really good at providing ourselves these unnecessary, like um, added stressors, you know, yeah. for example, you know, adding we, spice to the dish, so to speak. And stuff that are right. Arbitrary. Right. Exactly. So like, that's what I meant when I meant like, I know that at the end of a day that I've been working at six o'clock or seven o'clock or whatever, like I'm a little bit brain dead and I need to do something that is uh, soul replenishing and, and probably working through, a, you know, an instruction manual that I need to have my best brain for. It's just not going to work well for me. So I think, um, yeah, respecting the time and also just giving myself ample time. So that that spot on I've just woken up on Saturday. I have a cup of tea. Because, you know, I don't drink coffee because the anxiety, but just being like, whatever happens at 10 o'clock on Saturday, I'm going to give my full effort to this. And, uh, and then probably just also giving yourself the, um, that, uh, that dangling the carrot, if you will, that, that it's going to feel pretty good once you put it all together and you're going to be able to reap the benefits of that, as opposed to just focusing on the struggle itself that it's going to take. Right. Cause I think it's, mm -hmm. it can be easy with anxiety as well to, to blow up the struggle to get there so much, you know, for example, the, to, to put so much emphasis on the, uh, uh, putting the TV together that you forget that you're going to reap the benefits of a new TV. Right. Yeah, totally. Okay. Fantastico. Um, I don't know if I like probably offended someone saying that with some strange accent and I don't even know what language that was. Um, I mean, it was ostensibly Spanish, but like, uh, I don't think anyone on this no. continent or Europe will claim you. <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't, I don't think so. I'm going to stay. I mean, I have to stay in Canada. I have to stay in Ontario. So I think I'll just maybe stay in Ontario and just, we'll make a point of never saying that out loud again. Um, <laughs> I think that will be my approach moving forward. Um, let's go back. You sounded with like an over-enthusiastic Midwestern dad receiving a plate of nachos at Chili's. Uh, I think that's actually really apt. I, I, I will, I will accept that. Uh, Is yeah. that actually the meanest thing I've said to you? I'm really going mean on you this, this episode. I don't know why I'm such yeah. a bully. I think it's just election anxiety know. turning me into a bully. Yeah, I think that's what's happening. I think you're, you're taking out some of your frustration that you're not willing to admit to yourself and you're just just covering me in your own frustration. So <laughs> like a plate of nachos, you've dumped your frustration nachos on my head. Um, Sounds delicious. Thanks. I, <laughs> I guess I don't even, I, I, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> um, I've, you've, you've buried me with your insults. Uh, I, one, one way or another, I'll survive. I'll survive. I don't know. I just, I'm going to leave this episode at 10. That's it. I'm going to leave it at 10. <laughs> All right. So, Let's do the, our last segment here, which is always uh, daisies and roses and smiles and sun, uh, which is one thing we're patting ourselves on the back for uh, typically in the last week. Uh, is there something that you had in mind, my friend? Um, hmm. I guess just uh, kind of like pulling stuff together. Um, you know, it was quite stressful uh, just organizing everything with uh, my dog's blood transfusion because we had to find donors and then backup donors. And I just had like a lot of really wonderful people messaging me, asking, you know, and just I had to be on top of so many messages and keep remembering to reply to like, you know, all these people who are offering like their time and, you know, all these things. But it was just super overwhelming managing just so many different conversations and keeping track of everything and sort of like planning like my A, B and C games in case his donor wasn't a match. And um, I just handled it all and I was super stressed, but I didn't quite let it rise to like a panic level. It was just like a low grade fever of anxiety instead of a, you know, hundred spike, which I know doesn't mean anything to you, you freaking celsius person but you know <laughs> oh are we doing more 40, uh, i guess is this whatever? more you, you're slinging more mud at me allison is this what's happening <laughs> i'm just you know i just think i really like the number 100 as a high temperature 
and 40 just doesn't have the same punch you know what i mean like what sounds yeah. more serious well, no I, I don't know what you mean because 40 I don't, I don't know what you mean, Allison, because I am, quote, a Celsius person, okay? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, my rant on the metric system aside, um, <laughs> I we pulled things together and the weekend went better than I could have anticipated. Surprise, surprise, catastrophizing didn't end up being a catastrophe, and um yeah just pulled pulled it off and um pulled off some other stuff too on the weekend which is still in the work so keeping kind of quiet on that but just managed to at the same time as you know dealing with this big kind of personal catastrophe managed to do some cool things on a business and like personal level so yeah great I just first just want to say, I mean, I think you've had to go through a fair bit. So good for you for getting through that. It's not easy. And uh, I'm also very happy to to hear that everything's going all right, or at least, you know, in a difficult situation going as well as it could be going. So that's, that's good to hear. Uh, and of course, fingers will stay crossed and all that good stuff. But yeah, um, yeah I think that that's, uh, I mean, I, I really didn't think we'd be recording today. So no, yeah, me I, didn't, neither. I, I didn't think we'd have an episode this week, but I you know, more or less just said, you do what you feel is right. And I was more than thrilled when you wanted to record today because yeah. I really do like recording the show. I, I find, um, I don't know, my, I don't know about you, but my week just felt a little different not having an hour or an hour and a half or whatever just to sit down and work through things. Yeah, yeah. Our, our makeshift therapy session. Exactly. We missed it. Yes, that's right. So there we are. Um, I guess this is where I have to answer what I'm yeah, planning with. Yeah. Well, How was your week or weeks since we didn't do this last week? I don't know. It hasn't been the easiest last week for me in general. I'm not sure I have a one reason why, to be perfectly frank with you, but um, I've tried to give myself some space to think about that. And that's, that's all right. I, I guess maybe just, again, just recognizing that uh, why would I be perfect right now? <laughs> you know, like, why would I be feeling yeah. amazing right now? Right. I mean, like, I'd probably have bigger problems than, than uh, one could dream of if I was doing amazing right now. Yeah. Um, so I guess remembering that, I pat myself on the back for keeping that in the front of my mind. Um, also, like I noticed that we, of course, hit 10,000 downloads this week, and which is exciting. Right. But like, I immediately went into this, I don't know, strange thing where I was like, yeah, I guess that's okay. Like, I guess we're doing all right. And like immediately just sort of went into this train of thought where I was like, well, we could be bigger if we did this. And like went into that, like, um, I don't know, like mopey entrepreneur mode where you're kind of like, oh, I wish we were kind of bigger. Like, you know, and you, you get so fixated on yeah. statistics as opposed to impact. And then, mm -hmm. so when I saw the way that this blew up on this Reddit thread of like so many people being like, oh, I listen, I love the show and stuff. It was just a kind reminder that like, just like Chris, wake up, buddy! Like each one of those downloads is a person. Yeah, exactly, and like a pair of ears that you're just like beaming into for like an hour at a time. That someone actually wants to hear what you have to say. It's it's a bit humbling, actually. And it's I don't hugely. as a non-Canadian, yeah. I don't use that word often. Right. Well, I'm forcing you to. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've definitely changed your vernacular. What you you're forced. I use humbled so much that you, you do. That you that you have to. I am um, humbled by your humility. Yes, there you go. Right. But but I would say that I'm pat I'm patting myself on the back for realizing what was obvious, which is that we we're doing something pretty cool here and um we're putting in the time and effort. And quite frankly, it it has to be remembered that each one of those downloads is, is, is somebody who's tuning in to listen to us, and that's a huge honor and is humbling. So patting myself on the back for quickly snapping out of what was a ridiculous train of thought which also happens, right? Like yeah. you sometimes just, you come up with something that you just take, this is something we talked about a lot as well, is like you just, because it's a thought coming from you to you, you take it that the, that that must be correct. And, um, you know, it was smart to interrogate that a little bit. And actually, you know, that Reddit group did most of the interrogating for me and was like, um, hey, like I, I think someone was like, hey dude, uh, 10K is not nothing. <laughs> you know, and I was like, true, true. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we, we must be doing something right. Anyways, um, I think that's that about sums it up. I think this is a, a solid little episode. I'm really happy to be back behind the mic uh, with you. And um, I think barring anything unforeseen, we'll be back next week. Yeah. Um, 
with you guys. And if you're new listening this week and you want to engage with us a little bit more, we do have a Facebook group we're anxious about. I think we're just like 50 members or so now. We promise we won't blast you with notifications every day, but uh, you're welcome to join us there as well. Yep. We have some fun in there. We have some exclusive updates and it's not really exclusive very exclusive but you know because it only gets out to like 50 people you know it feels exclusive but we post some updates personal updates and behind the scenes kind of stuff in there we share uh funny memes and gifts about anxiety so it's a fun place so we'd love and also also allison can't quite figure out how to not be the group logo and account so (laughs) she's so she's I'm anxious about it and I'm Chris Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it actually I, adds to the fun. Yeah, I can't learn new technology to switch my uh, <laughs> my page as a so in true boomer fashion. I'm just responding as a page, which I feel like is <laughs> like the equivalent sacrilege facebook sacrilege yeah it's like the equivalent of like trying to make a reservation by like leaving a review or something (laughs) (laughs) so good but that's me in there if you see the i'm anxious about that's you that's literally always me because chris knows what to do when i get confused (laughs) (laughs) all right well that's a great note to end on um i'm gonna guess that we're not the only ones who are probably going through an up and down week with everything going on. So I think what I'll do on upon exit is just uh, wish everybody well. At this point, it will be Thursday. So I hope you've gotten through the week all right. And we'll be here next week for your to, to grace your ears as well. But uh, thank you, everybody, very much for tuning in. We really appreciate the support. Um, I definitely appreciate all 10,000 of those downloads, especially now that I uh, got the right mentality around that and stopped feeling like, um, you know, I should flagellate myself for not being uh, more, you know? Yeah. All right. I don't want to go back into a diatribe. So thanks, everybody. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Thank you. Have a good week. Bye.